0: Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll look at verse number 24. And to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than of Abel. Speaking of the blood of Jesus, the Bible says that his blood speaks of better things than of Abel. I want you to think about that for just a minute. Does blood still speak even scientifically today we know things through dna coding and that kind of stuff that we didn't know even 10 20 30 years ago people who have been put in prison falsely accused of crimes after they had discovered the ability to read the dna code of blood that was found on the scene did some deeper digging and discovered that the blood that was on the scene told a different story than what the falsely accused was accused of and many go free today because the blood still speaks And I want to talk to you today for a few minutes on how that the blood says it all. When you look at the blood of Jesus Christ and what it does for sinful man after he or she receives Christ as their Savior, you need to understand that at that point in your life and going forward, Your representative is the very testimony of the blood of Jesus Christ having been applied to your life. I'll give you this illustration and we'll move on. Uh, My sister-in-law, Amy's mother, Sister Sandy, uh, had to have a a blood stem cell transplant. Where's Amy at? Did I say that right? Okay. Uh, Now... What happened after that, uh, Sister Sandy explained to us that if she she were ever to commit a crime, not that she plans to do so, amen, Uh, although we might push her patience sometimes, right? Uh, but if she were to ever commit a crime and they found her blood on the scene of the crime, that the person that donated their blood stem cells to her could, uh, would actually be found guilty if they based it solely upon the blood that was found because the blood of the donor is what would testify of whose blood was on the scene. And I remember when I was found guilty in my sin, and I was guilty as charged. The devil was right when he came to God and said, Now that one right there deserves hell, and that one right there does not deserve your grace. And even though uh, it was my blood all over the crime scene, uh, do you want to know what Jesus Christ did on the cross? Uh, He did a supernatural blood transfusion in my life. Uh, And that is, he who knew no sin became sin for me. So that when you go to my crime scene, uh, Jesus actually bled and died the cruel death uh, that I rightly deserved. I should have died for my own sins. uh, But when you look at the crime scene, guess whose blood you'll find now representing my case? It's the blood of Jesus. Jesus passed. paid the penalty of sin for me. That is, the Bible said uh, that the wages of sin is death. And the only way uh, that my sin debt could be paid for is if someone righteous and someone holy and someone perfect died on my behalf. And that's what Jesus did on the cross so that whosoever what call upon the name of the Lord should be saved. And I'm glad when the devil comes to me now and he is also called the accuser of the brethren. And he goes to listing his catalog list of uh, of items that he's got stacked up against me. And he goes to telling God, well, all oh, I did wrong and how unworthy I am. Amen. Uh, I'm glad that God can look at the record and he doesn't see my blood on the scene anymore. He sees the DNA of Jesus Christ representing my case. And he sees a perfect blood. And he says, devil, you're going to have to shut your mouth because he's covered in the blood. He's been bought and he's been paid for. And I'm glad to tell you today that on my behalf speaks the blood of Jesus Christ. And he declares me as righteous as Jesus himself. And somebody ought to shout with me this morning. That you're covered in the blood. Amen. I'm telling you, you need to get excited if you've ever been saved by the grace of God. That the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, speaks on your behalf. Amen. And so let me see if I can get this thing working right since I've done preached up a storm. Here we go. Number one, the blood speaks of atonement. Now, watch your Bible in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 11, where the Bible said, And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received. The atonement. Do you want to know what that word atonement means? I'm told that when the King James Bible translators translated from the originals, or the copies of the originals, rather, into the English language, that there was not a word in the English language to describe atonement. So they took two words and put them together, and it's the words atonement. That is to marry us with God, to make us one with Christ. That is that when God redeemed us in his blood, we became one with the Father. And the Father with us because now we have the blood of our Father running through our spiritual veins. Does that make sense to you? Say amen. So atonement literally means uh, an exchange, an adjustment of difference, uh, a reconciliation, a restoration of favor, a restoration of the favor of God to sinners that repent and put their trust uh, in expiatory death. Of Christ. Amen. I'm glad to tell you that when Jesus Christ washes your sins away, uh, that you are given the reward of Jesus Himself. Uh, That is, you're given the reward that one day, uh, sooner or later, you will dwell with Him in eternity, even as Christ uh, dwells with Him in eternity. And you become one with your Father. And things are restored. I like that word reconciled. Do you want to know what that means? I'll give it to you briefly. Many of you uh, do your books in your household. Some of you work for banks. Uh, It's a banking term. It simply means to match your record against the official record so that you correct your record and make sure that it's accurate and that both statements are in agreement. And what happens when we come to God in our sin is there is a great disagreement. When you match uh, God's perfect record with our defiled record, uh, there's no way that you can bring the two together and say there's a supernatural reconciliation. Amen. And something happens, has to happen. If you are, if God's account is in the black and your account is in the red, the only way that you're going to get your account balance to match God's account balance is if God through His grace makes a deposit into your account that you can neither earn nor keep on your own. And so when you get saved by the grace of God God makes a deposit into your account to correct the record to make sure that all the books balance and that when he looks at you he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ and I'm glad to announce to you today that when I stand before God on judgment day and he looks at the books he's going to see the same record on my account that he sees in Jesus account because it's the blood of Jesus that reconciles me with God, and the book's balanced today. I'm no longer in debt. I'm no longer indebted to my sin. I'm no longer enslaved. And I'm glad to tell you that the blood of Jesus Christ offers you an atonement. It makes you one with God. And if you've never received Christ as your Savior, today would be a good day to do that. Amen, church. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21 says, For he hath made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. I'm glad to tell you that I've been made. I have been created. The Bible says, Behold, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you want to know what He made me, this is the verse that teaches you. He made me the righteousness of God. It still blows my mind to this day that He can take a dirt, dirty old rotten sinner and scoop him up and save him by his marvelous grace. And there's enough power in the blood of Jesus to speak life into an otherwise dead corpse, if you will. Uh, Amen. And he made me alive unto God. And I'm telling you, it's the atoning work uh, of the blood of Jesus that makes you righteous before God Almighty. If you work on your own, uh, if you count on your own good deeds, you'll fall short. Somebody say amen right there. I must hurry. Hebrews chapter 9 and Verse number 22. Uh, the Bible says almost all things were uh, by the law, <clears throat> excuse me, almost all things are by the law purged with the blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission, no forgiveness. And so there must be a sacrifice. The only way that God would wipe your sin debt clean. And reconcile your books with his. is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on your behalf. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, stay with me. Number two, the blood also not only speaks of atonement, but it speaks of acquisition. Acquisition. Let me give it to you this way. First, we have been acquired. If you've ever purchased anything of value, you also, uh, they would say it this way, you acquired an asset. Have you ever purchased something or acquired an asset that is of significant value in your life? Amen. Do you realize that when Jesus Christ purchases you with his blood that he acquires? requires an asset for his kingdom the bible said in first peter chapter number 1 and verse number 18 for as much as you know that you were not redeemed that is you were not bought back with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers in other words my soul is worth more than silver and gold amen but it says here's what we're bought with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot and I'm telling you what I'm glad that he bought me with his blood that he acquired me and I now belong to Jesus Christ I'm his that's why I take orders from him and nobody else amen that's why you can't buy me that's why you can't control me because he's my master he's my Lord and it do all of us some good to sign up to serve him because he's bought us and he said uh, we are to glorify him because he has acquired us in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins uh, according to the riches of his grace aren't you glad for the riches of his grace this morning i'm glad that god could afford the pricey payment for my soul it was too great a price for me to pay but god Who is rich in mercy. God who is rich in grace. uh, Where sin did abound. Grace did much more abound. uh, And he had enough to pay me. uh, Pay my debt in full. Glory to God. But not only have you been acquired. But I want you to know this. You have acquired something. Because you've been bought by the blood of Jesus. You now have access. You now have acquired things you have things of value that god has shared with you look at your bible romans chapter 8 and verse number 16 the spirit itself beareth witness uh, with our spirit that we are the children of god and the children then what's the next word heirs <laughs> Woo! glory to god that means i inherited something Mm, My earthly father may not leave much for me uh, on this side of heaven, uh, but I can tell you right now that I'm a rich king's kid. Amen. Uh, I'm an heir of Jesus Christ. I'm born again. I'm washed in his blood. I have royal blood uh, running through my veins. He says I'm an heir of God. I'm joint heirs with Christ and joint heir is one who shares in the reward that shares in the inheritance and Christ uh, didn't just go to the cross uh, to accumulate and to acquire heaven's treasures for himself uh, but he did it so that he could share it with lost humanity when they give their heart and life to Jesus Christ and I'm glad to tell you right now uh, that you are an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ if so be that your name's written in heaven and you don't have to back down to nobody. You belong to Him and you have heaven's treasure at your access. Amen. Hey, Hallelujah. If so be that we suffer with Him that we may be also glorified together. It goes on and says uh, I'm talking about how the blood speaks of acquisition and the devil's a liar to tell you that you're broke that you don't have nothing going for you. If you're saved by the grace of God you're a prayer away from finding the answers that you need. Somebody say amen right there. The Bible said in Philippians chapter four and verse nineteen. But my God shall supply <laughs> who all Y'all hear that? A L L. All your need. I often wonder why in the King James it was translated need singular. Amen. And I, and I like this explanation. He's <laughs> all I need. <laughs> Amen. He's all I need, and he'll supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not only does the blood speak of acquisition, but let me give you this one. I'm trying to hurry. The blood speaks of access. If this is helping you, let me know. Amen. Mm. Sometimes we just need to preach on the blood to make the devil nervous. Amen. He's been picking on us a lot here lately. And uh, it's time that we remind him of whose we are and who we belong to. Amen. And he is under my feet. And I have access through the blood of Jesus. Look at your Bible, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace Mm. (laughs) that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. They tell me in the Old Testament economy that they would tie bells around the bottom of the hem of the high priest. And as long as he was shuffling around in that holy place or that holy of holies, wherever he's supposed to be at in the temple And they heard the ringing of the bells, they knew that he was okay. But if they heard silence for too long, they knew that he dropped dead in the presence of God because sin was found on his account. And it was not a light thing to just galley on up into the presence, just gallop on up into God's presence. Loggy-gagging around, acting like there's no big deal. Because there's separation between that which is holy and that which is profane. But do you realize what happened when Jesus died on the cross and said, It is finished? The Bible said that the veil of the temple was ripped from the top to the bottom. Do you know what that means? It was an open invitation. So that we, through the blood of Jesus, could have direct access into that place for which the Old Testament priests dare not even enter unless they knew for sure that their sins were covered. I'm glad to tell you today that not only do I have access once a year, but I have access minute by minute and day by day and moment by moment. If and when I need the Lord, I can step right up into the throne room of God Almighty. And I have audience with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that devil cannot take that away from me. And I have that right because the blood of Jesus has been applied to my life. Oh, do you remember when the blood was on the doorpost and God told the children of Israel, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And as long as there was blood on the doorpost, it didn't matter who was inside the house, whether it was a faithful Hebrew child of God that followed the laws of Moses or whether it was a pagan worshiping Egyptian, whoever was in that house, underneath the blood, they were safe behind closed doors because the blood was on the doorpost. And it don't matter how much you're right, Righteousness to in the eyes of God. He's not looking to stack your righteousness against. He is, uh, he's only looking for the qualified blood of the darling Lamb of God. And if you'll put your faith in Jesus, you'll have direct access to God's throne room because Jesus uh, paid for your access. Amen. There's a lot of events you might try to uh, want to attend today, but it depends on the cost of access as to whether or not you'll attend those meetings. Can I get an amen? Amen. could you imagine trying to make an arrangement to meet with an earthly king today? Or to meet with an earthly president today? Unless you know somebody that knows somebody, it's the chances are slim to none that you would ever be able to afford access to the powers that be of this old world. But I got one better for you than that. Uh, You can walk right up into the throne room of God Almighty through the blood of Jesus, uh, and it's being paid for. Amen. Uh, You don't even have to buy the access. You don't have to. Amen. You don't have to be political. Amen. And earn bounty points with God. And I need somebody to get excited with me today, knowing that you can talk to God and you can have audience with the King. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You can have access. But let me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) Woo. I've about lost my voice. The blood also speaks of assignment. Assignment. God didn't just buy you for you to sit on the pew and do nothing. Yeah, amen. He, get this, he purchased you with purpose. The Bible said he possesses my reins. That is, he owns my inner man he owns me God don't need collectibles Look at all uh, that God had before you ever showed up and before I ever showed up and look what all he's going to have after we're dead and gone Do you think that God needs another keepsake to sit on his mantle and collect dust He doesn't purchase for us to be idle He purchases us to give us an assignment Here's your Bible. 1 Corinthians 7:23. Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. God said, You no longer serve man, you serve me. And it would do a lot of Christians some good today to get a little boldness uh, back up in their spine, amen, Uh, get a little strength in their backbone uh, and learn how to tell people as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Uh, I mean, who cares what they're trying to get you to do, amen, if it causes you to violate your faith, uh, if it causes you to go against your convictions and what God has taught you is right, uh, then you're going to have to learn how to tell people to hit the highway because you don't answer to them, you answer to God Almighty, amen. That's what I don't like about this communistic regime trying to take over the world right now. They think they can just push everybody around and make them do whatever they want them to do. But I got news for them. I'm bought with the blood of Jesus and I'm not for sale. Amen. Amen. I serve Jesus Christ. And I pray that God will always give me the courage and boldness to stand and resist those that will try to force us to serve men at the expense of God's call on our life. And if you've sold your, uh, God's calling your life out for for a career or for the almighty dollar, I want to call to your remembrance the fact uh, that you have no right to do that because the blood is speaking different over you. The blood says that you belong to God and you should seek the will of God and not your own. Amen. it goes on and says, verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, For ye are bought with a price, therefore, here's what should happen, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Glorify him. This is his life. This is his purpose. This is his plan. You are his acquisition. (laughs) I I used this illustration a couple weeks ago, and we all laughed, and it was funny, but it's the truth. I'm going to use it again. Uh, You could take like a piece of napkin or something, Wipe your mouth with it and throw it away. and Nobody would ever think anything about the value of that napkin you just tossed. But you could watch Michael Jordan throw his white napkin in the garbage can. Somebody would go digging through the garbage and fish it out and put it on eBay and sell it for $10,000. <laughs> because the value of that item was not based on the value of the item itself, but the value of who owned it. And you need to realize something. Things picked up when God bought you. I may not have been worth a flip, but it was because God bought me. Amen. It was his name that put worth in me. It was his blood that put purpose in me. And, yeah, I know some people still like to try to uh, uh, try to value me based upon my past and where I came from and who I was connected to. But I'm in a new bloodline today, amen. Uh, I'm washed in the blood of Jesus, and there's worth and there's value, uh, not because of who I am but because of the one who owns me, amen. Uh, you know as well as I do that some people just have the natural ability uh, to turn things into gold. They can take any situation and learn how to ma- build a business out of it and make a lot of money. Some people just naturally gifted with that. I'm certainly not one of them. <laughs> Neither do I need to be. Amen. Think, think President Trump, for example. He's one of those businessmen. He just knows how to make money. And he can no doubt walk up to a failing business Purchase that failing business, put his name on it, and immediately the value of that property would skyrocket. Not because it's doing any better yet, but because he owns it. And people know that he has the ability to turn that thing around. I want you to know something about God. You may be a wreck when he bought you, but he wait till he gets done with you. Amen. Wait till he, I, I'm glad he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Amen. I, and I may not be there yet, but God ain't done yet either. And the Bible says, he that begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. I'm telling you, God has an assignment for you, and he's going to make you fit for service before it's all said and done. Amen. Not only that, but the blood speaks of the anointing. Amen. The anointing. What do you mean, preacher? Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4 and verse number 18. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This is Jesus speaking. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. In other words, God anointed him, uh, uh, that is, God covered him uh, and God sanctioned him for a specific purpose. And when God puts his hand on you and he anoints you, he does so for an assignment and a task. He puts His power on you to accomplish that that you would not ordinarily be able to accomplish on your own. Amen. And, and, and Jesus Christ was anointed by his Father, or the, by the Holy Spirit, to preach to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, to recover the blinded eye, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. If that's what Jesus was sent to do, and, he, and we are taught to be followers of Jesus, what do you reckon we're called to do? you reckon we're also called to preach the gospel to the poor. You reckon we're also called, amen, to heal up the brokenhearted, amen, to preach deliverance to the captives, You reckon we're also called uh, to bring recovery of sight to the blind, uh, to set at liberty them that are bruised? Uh, I I, I imagine uh, that's the kind of anointing that God wants to break out on His people today, that when we preach the glorious gospel of Christ, and men and women look to Christ from whence comes their help, that they are delivered from all of their sorrows and their troubles. Amen? And I realize we live in a real world. uh, And I'm not preaching to you this morning uh, that I'm going to become uh, a miracle-working healer like Jesus was in his day. That's not what I'm implying. But what I am implying is this, uh, that whatever God did yesterday, he can do today. And whatever God does today, he can do tomorrow. And if anybody needs help to get to God, they ought to be able to find somebody anointed enough of God to declare the truth of God's Word and let the chips fall where they may. Amen. I don't know what God is going to do for you, but I know what God can do for you. Amen. And my job is just to tell you the good news. Amen. Uh, I'm not the one who made all these promises. All I get to do is tell you about them. It's up to you to believe and trust God for them. Amen. That's between you and God, what you do with it. But I can tell you this. I'm anointed to preach the gospel to you. Amen. And you, as a child of God, through the blood of Jesus, that word anointing, if you look it up in the original, it also ma- ha- implies to be painted over. Mmm. <laughs> I'm glad I was painted red, aren't you? (laughs) I was painted red through the blood of Jesus, and I was anointed, I was covered in the blood, and what qualifies me to serve God today is not my talent or my skill or my history or my education, but what qualifies me to serve God is I've been anointed in the blood of Jesus. That is, I've been covered, I've been paid for, I've been washed, and Jesus qualifies me through the power of the blood to serve Him. Amen? And by the way, why ain't you serving God? If you got the blood speaking for you, why ain't you serving God? Well, I ain't good enough. Neither am I. But the blood is. Amen. Think about it. Jump up and serve him. You're anointed for the task. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. You see, he can heal those broken places and equip you to serve. Amen. Uh, The Bible said in Matthew 8, 16, When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Aren't you glad that he still heals today? Amen. Aren't you glad that he still has the power to deliver today? And I don't serve a dead God. I serve a risen Savior. And I'm here to tell you today that the blood still has the power to deliver us from the works of darkness into his glorious light. Oh I'm thankful today for the blood of Jesus. It says it goes on and says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He covered us in his blood so that whatever the blood could provide could be made uh, could be could provide it for our souls and for our bodies amen church. Let me go on I got to hurry. The blood also speaks of authority it speaks of authority some people wonder well what what right does that preacher have to go about like he's the boss (laughs) amen (laughs) what right does that preacher have to call the shots don't he have to answer to somebody amen people get all worked up in a in a tizzy because pastors exercise authority that God put on them amen I'm not an advocate for being a renegade. But I'm an advocate for operating under the authority that heaven's already given me. With or without man's cooperation. And I've got news for you. You don't have to have man's approval to do what God's called you to do because you have the blood of Jesus speaking on your behalf. For the Son of Man is a man taking a far journey who left his house... And gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. You see, God went to the portals of glory and he left us with what we call the great commission. That is, he gave us heaven's authority to operate in his name and on his behalf. So if you want to know who called me to preach, uh, amen, it wasn't wasn't a man-made institution. It was a divine call of God. And if you want to know what authority you have to go tell people about Jesus and, and birth the ministry that God has put in your heart, uh, if God called you, he'll equip you. Amen. Uh, you get about serving God and doing his business because you have his he- heaven's authority on it. Amen. Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And because he gave, uh, God uh, gave him all power, he goes on and commissions us, Go ye therefore jesus is saying uh, i remember we're joint heirs with him jesus was given all power and so he's given us all power to do what he's called us to do i'm not saying that we have all the power that god has but we do have all the power that he equips us with to serve him so go you therefore what does he give us the power to do teach all nations to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost and teach them to observe all things whatsoever Jesus commanded us. And Jesus made this promise, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. I'm talking about the blood gives us authority to operate in God's call on our life. I'm about done. Just give me another minute. The blood says it all. Operate in his authority. Don't let the devil tell you that you're something different than what the blood has already declared over you. Don't let anybody else convince you that God can't use you when you've been washed in his blood. Amen. You operate in heaven's authority. If God says go, you go. Don't back down to anybody. He said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. I'm glad I can walk on top of the devil through the blood of Jesus. Amen? That old serpent, that old dragon, the devil. And he said, over all the power of the enemy, nothing shall be any means hurt you. He was telling this to his disciples. He said, look, y'all don't worry about all the threats. Y'all don't worry about all the dangerous situations you're going to find yourself in. He said, I'm giving you power to live above the threats. And so many Christians today are so afraid of the repercussions of serving God. They're so afraid of being insulted or ridiculed or, or persecuted. God, give us some boldness today to walk in heaven's authority and trust God for his divine protection. Amen? Just trust him. And guess what? Even if he lets you get captivated in the prison like Paul, the word of God's still not bound. Amen? God will give you a ministry in the prison. Amen. It might be God wants you there to lead some old lost heathen to the Lord, right? I mean, you know, they may come a day, and I'm not trying to scare anybody. They may be, they may come a day if Jesus don't come back, that we lose our religious freedoms. And, and you think it's hard now to get people to come to church. You can't get people to come to church now by giving out free cookies. Amen. How much harder is it going to be to? Get people to come when they're persecuting us. I don't know. I pray it never comes. But I can tell you one thing there's no guarantee of immunity. And we got to decide right now whose side we're on. We got to decide right now who we're going to serve. Amen. We got to decide today whose authority we're operating up under. And we can't be worried about all the threats and the intimidation all the, the all the things the devil gives you all these reasons not to do what God's calling you to do the devil will give churches all kinds of reasons not to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit well it's going to cost too much or well it might bring a bad name or well it might leave a bad taste in so and so's mouth or well we might lose that biggest tither in our church if we ruffle his feathers the wrong way or well this or well that and we're afraid of men and we're afraid of circumstances and God God said uh, that you have been given authority through the blood of Jesus and you can overcome your opposition if you'll operate in the authority of the blood of the Lamb. Don't worry about all that mess. You're serving God, not men. Amen. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I have heaven's authority because my name's written there. Whoo! Glory to God. Y'all ready for one more? Let me close with this one. The blood also speaks of absolute victory. You may not win every battle, but you will win the war. You will win the war. I was trying to figure out how I could tie this in with Veterans Day, and here it is. Amen. You know there's a war going on for men's souls right now. You've been enlisted in the army of God Almighty. And God guarantees... Victory for the believer. Amen. Like the old songwriter said, I've read the back of the book, and we win. (laughs) Woo, glory. It might get rough between here and yonder, but we're going to come out on top. Amen. Look at it. Nay, in all these things, we are what? More than conquerors. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Amen. I I I like that phrase comes to mind exceeding abundantly above amen god don't just adequately meet your need he far surpasses your need amen we're more than conquerors through jesus that loved you and it said at uh, uh, philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me it said in revelation twelve eleven, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony wow and they loved not their lives unto the death In other words, they value the purpose of God over their own life, their own physical life. I believe in context of Revelation chapter 12. I think this was speaking specifically of the martyrs of the great tribulation period that is still yet to come. But there's a principle here that we can apply. That blood has overcoming power, not just for future saints, but for today's world. Amen. And when the devil comes against you and he falsely accuses you, you know what? You can plead the blood. Say, I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's the blood of Jesus that's going to protect me. It's the blood of Jesus that's going to give me absolute victory. I want you to look at this real closely. They overcome him by the blood and by the word of their testimony. Now, let me ask you this. Word of their testimony, what are they saying? What are they declaring? May I submit to you that they're only declaring what the blood's declaring. Say only what the blood says. When we come into agreement with the blood and say only what the blood says, then and only then do we have victory. That's why you got to quit listening to all them lies that tell you how worthless you are you got to quit listening to all them lies that tell you how sorry you are and how, uh, how uh, inadequate you are and how uh, you have nothing to contribute to the church and you have nothing to contribute to God and you don't have any gifts and you, you're just a pitiful little thing and you're saying everything but what the blood's already declared over you. You want to know how to get victory? Start saying what the blood says. If the blood said it, it can't lie. It don't lie. Amen. If you're more than a conqueror, then you've got to start putting that in your mouth. And notice it said it it wasn't just the blood. Let me back up to the verse. It wasn't just the blood that gave them overcoming power, but it was their ability to articulate what the blood provided for them. You don't just need to know it. You need to declare it. Because God put you on this earth To be a testimony of His grace for all of mankind. And the only way the power of that blood is going to seal the deal of victory for you is when you let it out of your mouth. Amen. So quit getting the molly grubs and feeling sorry for yourself and talking about how bad your days are and start talking about how pure the blood is. And start talking about how righteous you've been made in the eyes of God. And start talking about how He's filled you with purpose. And start talking about how He's got plans to use you to His glory and His honor. And it don't matter how long you've lived or how hard life has been. God is a God of turnarounds. And think of Moses who was 80 years old before he was sent to to deliver the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. It's not too late to serve God. You haven't lived your best life now. Amen. you the best is yet to come because the blood says so. And it's about time we start saying what the blood says. Amen. Everybody standing to your feet every head bowed every eye closed. You need to know that God's Word is His divine DNA code revealed. Amen. Uh, if you want to know what God's blood says, read God's Word. It will tell you how God's blood is coded to give you victory in your life. And I want some people to start praying this morning. I want to invite you to come and ask the Lord to empower you and to enable you to walk in authority, to walk in anointing, to walk with your assignment, uh, to access the throne room of God uh, to realize that you have been acquired and realize that you've been atoned and you have purpose and we're not sent here to sit on the stool of do nothing but we're sent here to serve the king of kings and the lord of lords we have heaven's authority on it may God raise up his church today amen hallelujah